0: music This is Trice Talk, Minipod, for a Tuesday night, October the 12th, 2021, and I'm your host, Donald Wayne. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Minipod, where my conservative viewpoints will more than likely be evident pretty quickly. However, I will never presume to tell you how to live your life, or what you should be thinking or that I'm right about everything that I tell you. As much as what I share is my own opinion, it's nestled in with facts and opinions from articles that we use on the show. Well, if you've uh, listened to some mini-pods in the past, you know I've kind of gone back to my, uh, I think that's my original um, intro song that i used uh earlier in the year back january february when i first started doing mini pods just to make my life a little bit easier i love some of the other intros that i've used but i've been experimenting with a lot of them just because of the songs that i like and i finally decided i need to go back to to uh, what i was doing originally it's simpler and then i don't have to worry about uh the uh the uh, music police (laughs) uh doing anything about what they hear me playing so anyway uh thanks for joining me tonight I think I already said that but I'll say it again uh, as I as I start out tonight I want to share a personal experience I had with you this afternoon now I don't normally have a lot of things happen to me in a normal day where it's probably worthy of of sharing with anybody you know uh, especially on one of the podcasts but since i talk about this subject a lot in in a lot of the uh, mini pods and then some of the trice talk episodes that i do with dennis lee i thought i would share this because this happens to me a lot uh not particular circumstances as it did today but something similar uh quite often so um You know, you hear all the rhetoric about race and racism and white supremacy in our country today. Um, So as I was walking to my car this afternoon after spending about $120 for groceries at Kroger that, oh, by the way, before Biden took office, used to only cost me about $70. Okay. Thank you very much, Joe Biden. (laughs) And I'm not saying, uh, was it way to go Brandon, is that what, what's showing up on the internet? What, what, uh, Biden thinks that people are saying to him. Um, anyway, so it used to cost me $70. I had this, I, I was putting groceries in the back of my, you know, I lifted the tailgate and I was putting groceries in and I had this African-American lady pull up in her convertible. She just stopped for a brief second and next to me, and said, you know, any guy that wears a purple rain t-shirt can't be all that bad or can't be all bad, something like that. Um, and, And of course I smiled and told her that I appreciated the compliment and then she drove off. And if you think about it, I mean, that's a pretty random act for somebody to do especially over somebody wearing a, a, a T-shirt that you might like. I mean, it's just, really, it's it's not something that you would expect to see. Why would people take time out of their life to go up to a complete stranger, especially a stranger of a different race, and compliment them on the T-shirt or just say something you know, about that T-shirt and then in reference to you <laughs> being probably a nice guy because you're wearing that t-shirt. Um, but you know, believe it or not, I experienced stuff like that. All every time I wear that purple rain t-shirt, uh, when I go somewhere, even to the grocery store, or I used, used to wear it when I would go to the movies, uh, just random people would come up to me. And more often than not, they would be, uh, they would not be white. And they would say something, either we'd start talking about uh, Prince or, or or the song Purple Rain or something of that nature. And it's, I've, I've, there's a running joke around my house that, you know, when I put these things on, I know somebody's going to say something to me today. Now, I got all the way through Kroger today and not anybody mentioned it, and that's usually when they hit me up is when I'm actually in the store itself. I don't think I've ever actually been stopped in a parking lot before. And had somebody make a comment, but you know, those things happen to me a lot. Um, uh, just people come up to me and make nice comments, or or they just start a just a brief conversation. Uh, like I said uh, about Prince, uh, the only other T-shirt that I wear that gets that kind of reaction. <laughs> and if you've listened to the show before, you know that both Dennis Lee and I are fans of the Dallas Cowboys because we are from Dallas, Texas. Uh, not because the Cowboys are the winningest team in the country, uh, which is uh, certainly not the case, but I never wear that Dallas Cowboys shirt that someone doesn't come up to me and start a conversation, usually a nice conversation. And then sometimes it's really, you know, I, I love the Cowboys. I'm, I'm not a huge pro football fan, and I certainly don't claim to be knowledgeable about the inner workings of football. So when people come up to me and they start talking to me about different players sometimes on the Dallas team, it's like, oh, okay, well, I just nod and smile. Uh, I mean, some of them I do know, but I don't keep up with that kind of stuff. That is not my life. I'm just a Cowboy fan because that's my original home. Um, but they come up to me and and they'll start talking. Sometimes it's just, Hey, you know, golly, I hope the Cowboys do better this season. Or, uh, it's just never very long, but it's always just kind of neat that a stranger will come up and say something to you based on that t-shirt. In other words, if I was walking through life and I had not been wearing that t-shirt, i never would have encountered that person on a one, one one-on-one basis. Uh, and more often than not, when when someone stops me about my Dallas T-shirt, that person coming up to me is black as well, which doesn't mean anything except in the context of what I'm going to finish up with here in a second. And And so that is why is this experience important to me as far as this podcast tonight, because what I believe liberals ignore in this country is that there are more things that connect the races in America than divide them. If you really just shove all the clutter, all the crap out of the way, all the stuff that the media wants to ingrain in our heads that's supposed to make us enemies, supposed to especially make all the other races hate white people or, or not like white people or resent white people, however, whatever context you want to put that in. I mean, that's, that's, that's what they do. That's what they've been doing, especially since Donald Trump was elected president, you know, five years ago, all through his presidency, they, they ramped up their rhetoric against the race, you know, white race, especially. And, you know, you just see that perception. So when you you encounter people of different races, for whatever reason, and you have a, a conversation, whether it's over a T shirt or over, it's over something you see in the store, or, or uh, for whatever reason you come, you're standing in line waiting to check out, and um, you know I can usually tell by looking at people when. You know, they're those kind of people that are, are open to a conversation or just a comment or you find something you want to just, hey, just because just I'm standing there, oops, I looked at you, uh, let me say something just to acknowledge that you exist and I exist. I like to do that stuff. In fact, sometimes uh, people who know me, especially when I'm out in public, and I'm not really a, a an extrovert, but for some reason... When I'm in public and I'm I'm talking to or I have a chance to talk to a complete stranger. If I see somebody who looks sour and miserable and, you know, would never want to say a word back to you if you, you know, you force them. I like to engage those people. I like to force them or try to force them to have some kind of a conversation with me in the hopes that maybe by the time the conversation is over, you know. Maybe it'll just change their attitude just a little bit, at least for a while. But anyway, I digress. Well, like I say, I, I think there's more things that that connect the races in this country in America than, than divide them, and nothing brings people of different backgrounds together like music or sports, even, and many times, you know, stuff like movies. Um, now, sports. I'll have to say. I'm kind of sliding on that one a little bit because I think in the last few years, especially, thank you very much, Colin Kaepernick, that sports has turned into another arm or another branch of, of, of political opinion in this country. It's a shame. It's a crying shame, in my opinion, because sports was one of those things that you see a lot of Americans of all races and backgrounds Ethnicities can get together and and don't even care who each other is. If you meet somebody at the ballpark and you're cheering for the same team, now if you're cheering for some opposing teams, then it might be a little bit different. But so um, even though politics will often divide us to a certain degree, there are certain things like music that. I think for the most part are colorblind now there's different genres of music that sometimes doesn't bleed over well to to a variety of races but that's i don't think that's the case as much as it might have been you know 20 30 years ago i mean anybody remember woodstock uh probably most of you are listening to this podcast are not old enough to remember woodstock but you've surely heard about it somewhere from somebody uh your parents or your grandparents but people of all backgrounds came together in some of the worst <laughs> conditions that human beings could be in to listen to music I, I can't remember i think it was three days two days three days i'm, I'm not sure i I'm, I'm i'm sorry but um, people of all backgrounds, races, colors, religions came together because of the variety of music and the, and the acts that were going to be on the stage at that time. And not all the acts that, that were built to be there were actually all that famous until after Woodstock. Uh, of course, they also came there for the sex and the drugs, but, you know, that's a different episode. Probably not anything I would do on Tristock. But um, my point is, when left to our own devices, we as human beings will connect with each other for various reasons. Because we want to, not because some bureaucrat tells us we have to. When human beings find things in common to talk about or share with each other, if you will, we do it automatically in most circumstances. When you find that you have common likes, dislikes, and or interest if you will we are drawn to each other because we want to share experiences with other people of like minds we are social creatures by nature even though that is more true about some of us than others like i said i'm not really a uh, an extrovert if if you find me at a party and i haven't been to a party in a number of years but when I used to go to some parties, I was the guy that would, uh, unless I had four or five margaritas, I was not in the life of the party by any means, but, um, uh, I still, in my own environment, like to engage people one-on-one conversations, maybe in the, you know, maybe in the grander scheme of things, my interactions with people of uh, other races, other other ethnicities, um, other religions, any engagement that I have about just because I'm wearing a T-shirt, I mean, that itself is not proof that society is colorblind. But as far as I'm concerned, I, I find comfort in knowing that more of us have things in common And we may realize, I find comfort in knowing that something as simple as two words on a T-shirt can make two people who do not know each other spend just a moment interacting with each other. And in that moment, maybe realize, you know, that, again, we have more things in common than we don't. That being the case should lessen the impact of hateful rhetoric, in my opinion, that is spewed from the mouths of liberal hacks and media in this country. And they do it for their own benefit. Regardless, I will keep wearing my Purple Rain and Dallas Cowboy t-shirts, knowing that any given moment I may share a common experience with someone who the liberal media says should hate me because I'm white. All right. That was my experience for today. (laughs) But I love those moments. And um, I wished I had more t-shirts that would draw that kind of attention and spark conversations with people. I look for them when I go to the store. I actually do. Uh, but I didn't buy the Purple Rain t-shirt to be a conversation piece. I bought it because I liked it. It's black and it has purple writings it says Purple Rain. And black is one of my, <laughs> at, at my age, is one of my favorite colors. All right. Um, of course, yesterday was a federal holiday, Columbus Day, if you will. And and some people now refer to it as Indigenous People Day, I believe. I mean, on, on my calendar, is still called Columbus Day. So um, maybe because, well, it's not a cheap calendar by any means. It's a, a wall calendar that you can write on. But, you know, maybe some other calendars listed as Indigenous Day as well. It's also uh, Thanksgiving in, or it was Thanksgiving in uh, Canada yesterday. Anyway, I wonder if any liberals... Or other protesters that complained about a holiday name for Christopher Columbus refused to take off yesterday, or, at the very least, declined to accept being paid for being off on a holiday name for such a horrible human being as Christopher Columbus. I mean, you know, if you really are offended by that being named after Col- Christopher-, <laughs> Christopher Columbus, huh? Christopher Columbus. I mean, wouldn't you do the right thing? Say, well, you know, I, I I, don't want to get any pay for this day because I don't want anything to do with being associated or benefit from anything from Christopher Columbus. I mean, yeah, that sounds right, like the right thing to do. Um, but I, I don't recall any large-scale protest happening across the country because of this holiday yesterday. I mean seem rather quiet now maybe i missed a news story somewhere but uh you'd think there would have been more outrage i mean last year they were tearing down statues of christopher columbus they were lassoing them and pulling them down and cheering uh i think in some places they they tried to set fire to them although most statues won't burn people but uh You know, that was the course last year. So what happened last year? Christopher Columbus uh, Day was was a a taboo this year. It just happens. And it doesn't seem to be any uh, big deal about it. Right. People taking off, you know, getting those paid holidays. I mean, surely there are still some statues left in various places around the country of Christopher Columbus that somebody should have attacked on Monday. I'm just saying. But by the way, don't you think it is odd that all those angry people that we had last year, and I know they were, you know, and in and, and a couple of cases they were angry about incidents that happened to um, like George Floyd. Um, and, and, and that's what sparked a lot of that. But a lot happened not connected directly to the George Floyd uh, murder last year as well. So, you know, all of that has stopped miraculously with Joe Biden as president. I mean, we really ought to have people more pissed off now about things than we did last year. Because now it's self-inflicted. You know, COVID was inflicted upon us. Joe Biden, if you believe the news reports, was chosen as an infliction. An infliction? Infliction, I don't know. (laughs) And Joe Biden was (laughs) uh, thrust upon us by vote, supposedly. Um, So, you know, has everything in this country been suddenly fixed? By putting this poor, senile, old, white man in the Oval Office? I don't think so. On the contrary, things are much worse now than they were 11 months ago, with the exception of the COVID deaths, that is. Although, uh, now that that has come out of my mouth, I do remember reading, um, I think it was last week, that there's actually been more COVID deaths in 2021 than there was in 2020. So I'm not quite sure how that has transpired with all the vaccinations and so forth going on. But anyway, that's, that's the information that I read uh, last week. But again, things are much worse and they, and they're getting worse month by month by month. People are paying more for essentials because of the many, many of the policies that this inept president has put into place. And just, well, 10 months now that he's, well, actually, no, he hadn't because it was almost that's pretty much the end of January. So nine months, I mean, he's, he's anyway, I mean, you're paying more for gas now than you did in, in many States, a dollar 50 or so more, per gallon than you were the first of the year. I mean, I think I was paying a dollar. I'm sorry. Uh, two, well, no, I guess it was about a dollar 79, something like that. I had to go back and I actually took a picture of a sign at a BP station so I could remind myself by the, the end of the year how much gas had gone up since January of last year. Anyway, in my case, I know it's gone up at least $1.50 more a gallon than it was at the first of the year because of how much it's cost me to fill up my tank now. Uh, but I have a question. How does that help middle and low-income people by allowing the gas prices to escalate to where they are now? I mean, you think about it now, the Democrats always a big deal. we want to push for a higher minimum wage in the country and and then they turn around and implement policies that drive the cost of goods and services up. so if you were one of those people that got that fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage increase, and a lot of that was uh done due to the fact that it was hard to find people to go to work and Even places like Burger King had to pay, you know, service help $15 an hour just to get somebody to work. And if they were making, I don't know, uh, some places, some stories I read that said that average food industry thing was anywhere between nine and $11 an hour, something of that nature, but you get an increase. And then the price of everything that you need to buy for your life to sustain your life is going up higher. I mean, in in my case, I'm paying about a hundred and it's costing me a little over a hundred dollars more a month right now for gasoline than it did at the first of the year. And of course I I'm self-employed, so I don't get raises. I haven't had a raise in 20 years, really. I mean, some jobs I make a little more than others, but I really haven't, technically had a raise in 20 years because of competition in the market but what good does it do to get an increase and then the government who fought for that increase supposedly who cared that you got that increase to make it humane humane wages uh what do they call it uh oh gosh Uh, I forgot the terminology they used, Uh, a living wage, maybe, if you will. They want you to have a living wage, but they don't give a shit about (laughs) the cost of goods and services. So have have you come ahead, you know, which is typical. And I'm old enough to remember it is typical of what government does. So pretty much what policies Biden has supported, put in place, mandates, all this other crap that he's been doing since he's been there, has negated much, if not all, of the benefits of any new higher wage that anybody may have gotten because of their minimum wage increase or just the market itself. And it's going to get worse. If you listen to the news about all the shortages and all the problems they're going to have getting products to market and the cost of that. And hey, by the way, Joe Biden, uh, the fuel costs affect not only what we put into our own vehicles, but the transporting of all the goods around the country, which then causes the cost of those goods to go up. So we apparently don't teach economics in school anymore. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just making an assumption based on the ignorance of a lot of people you hear in public discourse. Uh, But we have a a generation or two that don't understand this concept of free stuff. Anything that you get free from Washington, what they quote as being free, it isn't free, people. It, there's no such thing as free in, in our society. I, I say that now as a generalization. There may be a few exceptions in charitable instances, okay? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about anything you get in a commercial means, uh, anything, any service that's uh, supplied to you by somebody who's in business to make money. Anything that you get free, quote, free from Washington isn't free because it's our tax money. You've given them money. They turn around and give it back to you in some form, not not as big a form as it was that you paid in. And then they want to tell you that they're giving you something. They're not giving you anything. They're just giving you back some of your money and everybody else, everybody else's that lives and works and pays taxes in this country. It's not the government's money. Never was, never has been, never will be. It's our money that we pay in the form of taxes and not just payroll taxes, but, you know, taxes, uh, county taxes, uh, sales taxes, state taxes, whatever. Anything that comes back to you through the government channels is money that not only that you put in, in many cases, but many other people that you don't even know. But there are that group of people in this country that do not contribute, have never contributed, but they will still now to them it is free because they didn't contribute any uh, to the government to uh, allow the government to turn around and give that money back out. They may pay taxes in the form of sales taxes and stuff like that when they buy goods, but um, not, not in the sense of paying payroll tax. If there's one thing that I wish liberal voters would understand is that anything that you get from the government, which they quote as being free, comes with strings attached. Because there's, again, no such thing as free banking. I I remember this commercial we had, uh, 20 years ago when 20 years ago, maybe 10 years ago, just drove me nuts. It says you deserve free checking. You should not have to pay for free for, for writing checks from your bank. And I would always say, why the hell not? Why do you, this, this whole concept in this country, we've abused the word deserve and, uh, in my opinion. And raised a generation or two of people who think that there should be many free things in life. And it's not possible. Just like there's you know, people who say, well, I want a free estimate uh, or we give free estimates on our work. It's not free, folks. You may not pay anything for it at that particular moment. But anybody that ends up using their services, it'll come. It'll it's paid back into the system. And if you end up not using them, some poor other sucker paid extra so you could get your free estimate because people can't afford to give things away. There's no free consultations. Somebody paid for it somewhere and if you use that uh, consultant, you will be paying for it as well. It's just not in an upfront fee that you can identify. Free samples, (laughs) it's got to be paid for somehow or another. People have to make money in order to give you something for free. And if they're selling stuff, somebody's paid for that free sample that you're getting or paid into uh, the ability for that company to give you a free sample. In other words, you may not be paying for something at that time, but if... but if you don't, you can bet someone else will, or someone else has. This is especially true of anything you get from the government. It will always be paid for now or later by the American taxpayer. That's the argument that's going on now about this trillion dollars, uh, three point five trillion dollar spending. Infrastructure bill, build back America better, build back better, whatever the hell Joe Biden says. Uh, it's it's not free, folks. It's not free. And speaking of taxes, Biden and those hypocrites in Congress want to keep tabs on everyone's bank account. Have you been paying attention to that? To monitor what you're spending your money on and to make sure that they can collect what they love to call a fair share of your earnings so that they can go and squander it on some projects that they would believe will keep them in office for eternity. Fair share. I want somebody to explain what the hell fair share is to me and who, why do you get to decide what is the fair share? I mean, when it's in your best interest to get as much blood money out of me as you can, and and we're supposed to trust you to decide what is fair share. And let's talk about this. Fair share of what? Why is it fair that I gotta pay for somebody else's abortions, free abortions? Why is it fair that I gotta pay for building some roads in Oregon or Washington State or California, which I will probably never ever I haven't up to this point in my long life. I doubt seriously if I will ever make it to Oregon. Why is it my responsibility to pay taxes that end up partially going to build or or rebuild or whatever projects in Oregon, Washington, or any other state other than the one I live in? Why is that my responsibility? My fair share. They love to throw that word out there. But now this is, this is the very same administration that has irresponsibly stopped working on our southern border wall, all the while millions of dollars of border wall materials are sitting out there on different sites idle. I'm surprised somebody hadn't come in there and stolen all that crap by now. But, hey, uh, I, I guess unless you're using it to build a border wall somewhere, uh, it's probably not of much use, but those very people who who uh, they know the government spent all this money buying these materials and they could have at least let and 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 the other day I was talking about you know they were still having to pay or uh, they they continued to pay out on some of these contractors that had been contracted to build the wall. They were having to pay them five million dollars. Um, I don't know if it was a month or I don't remember the time frame, but it was a multiple payments of $5 million for, for not allowing them to work 5 million times. How many ever times they made those payments, but even one time $5 million to pay somebody for doing something for stopping them from doing something, that they were, you were contractually obligated to let them do. So why not let them do it? You've got the materials. You owe the people the money. Let them at least work that out, Joe Biden, and you idiotic Democrats up there in your administration. Are you crazy? You're so petty and you're so hate Donald Trump and you so hate the wall concept that you allow millions of dollars to be wasted because of your petty attitudes. And I will say wrong attitudes about our Southern border. So these are the people that want us to spend another, trust them to spend another $3.5 trillion on infrastructure projects we going to trust them to spend it wisely this is the very same administration as that that left millions of dollars worth of military equipment sitting in afghanistan now that people and people are now using a lot of that stuff that hate our guts and hate the things that we did to the to the, quote their country for the last twenty years, and now they can use all that equipment against the people that may want to push back against them, and they make excuses for leaving the equipment. Well, that was you know, it's, it's outdated stuff. It's going to break down. They won't be able to repair it. Da 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 da. Bullshit excuses because you screwed up and left all of that stuff there, and I guess you thought the American public wouldn't know. These are the people we're going to trust to spend all this much money. They got to be insane. They got to be insane. And any liberal news media organization that pushes that or defends whatever it is the 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 Democrats are wanting to do. They're they're nuts as well, absolutely nuts. You're okay. I mean, in most places in society, if you have somebody that wastes a lot of money or misuses a lot of money, you do not trust them, and and, and allow them to spend more money, or give them more money to spend. You do not. That's foolish. Except in government in this country. All right, and what about the disintegration of our public schools? You know, while some school systems try to downplay the usefulness of reading, writing, math, and science, even to the point of lowering expectations in order to graduate from high school, uh, as the governor of Oregon did a couple of months ago. Remember that? he was lowering the bar the the uh, uh grading curve if you will or or expectations in order to graduate from high school in that state because of what he blamed it on covid and felt like there was going to be some minority students that were uh gonna or disproportionately affected so he was just gonna lower the expectations for everybody in the state for a couple of years i think i mean we're already ranked according to some people 25th in the world in education you know the greatest country on the face of the earth the most modern with the most resources and technology and we come in 25th, we rank 25th in the world in education. Other liberal systems criticize the accepted norms of reading, writing, and math because these norms are considered to be the white man's imperialistic norms and should no longer be taught in school because they're racist norms. Liberals are also working hard to make critical race theory based on based education ever more important in the classroom. Of course, they're finding out this year that uh, a lot of parents aren't going to put up with that crap. And they're not just white parents showing up for these meetings either, by the way, liberal fools. One could surmise that by indoctrinating liberal ideas and values on the impressionable kids... They will be more likely to support a total makeover of America when they become voters. I mean, you know, they—it's in that big-ass bill they have that uh, one of the one of the concepts in the bill is to allow 15-year-olds to register to vote if they're going to be 16 by the time the next election comes around. So basically, they want 16-year-olds to be able to vote. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them if if they get that passed that, you know, in a few more years, they'll want to lower the age to 14. Come on, let's, let's, they, I, I think one idiot said something like, we need to indoctrinate them into the experience of voting in this country. Okay. All the while they're the ones doing the teaching and trying to influence them to this is the way you need to think. This is the way you need to vote. These are the people that are bad. <laughs> Liberal educators are not about teaching your children the basics they need to succeed in this world. They're trying to teach them to be good little Marxists so that they can further entrench liberals in overseer roles in government. They want children to buy into the idea that the state is your parent and they know best how to guide you into the future. They tell children that they don't have to listen to their parents if they are telling them something that is contrary to what they're being told by their liberal educators. Can you believe that? Can you believe a teacher? uh, And we played a clip of of that. I don't know how many teachers. I'm not implying that it's all teachers or or 50% of the teachers, but some teachers. Are telling their students, they don't have to listen to their parents. This is, this is what's right and wrong. And if your parents don't go along with it, they're wrong. In fact, now that parents know some of what's going on in their kids' educational life, thanks to all the COVID shutdowns last year, Many are showing up and demanding that school systems stop trying to brainwash their kids with critical race theory courses. They demand that their sons and daughters do not have to use school restrooms with children of the opposite sex who claim to be of that sex. Isn't that crazy? I just saw on Fox News tonight uh, one of the guys that was, uh, or I think it was the guy that was arrested at uh, Loudoun County, Virginia, school board meeting back in June, I think he got a lot of attention because, um, he was the one they wrestled to the, to the floor in the meeting. Several, uh, sheriff's officers wrestled him to the floor, arrested him. Um, and it comes to find out that he was actually there to, protest and complain about his daughter being attacked. I think she was 14, I believe, uh, was attacked in the girls' restroom in school by a guy wearing a dress and went into the girls' bathroom and allegedly attacked her. This isn't the 1700s, 1800s, or even the mid-1900s. We are not the people of the past as a whole. Parents demanding that educators stop making white kids and people out to be the oppressors in this day and time. Do people with racist thoughts and ideas still exist? Most certainly. You're never going to get rid of them. I, uh, I was talking about this in a podcast, uh, last week, you're never going to get rid of certain elements in the society. Just like you're never going to remove the criminal elements from society. They exist, but it's just not white people that are racist or criminal or evil or that do bad things, if you will. Young people started bridging the gap between the races and, uh, in the mid to late sixties, I mean, I'm from that generation. I saw that firsthand what was happening in the streets and what people uh, of my age group were doing and how well we got along with, uh, uh, people of all colors of all races. Getting together, listening to music, of course. Unfortunately, '60s was a time of drugs too. But I don't think I don't think you blame all of the uh, the getting together that that we did as an issue with drugs. It was just a mindset. My generation was tired of all the crap from the past, and we saw there was a lot of similarities between people in their likes and dislikes. Music, music brings people together. Common causes bring people together. Because young people make up their own minds about the differences in people and races. They, for the most part, don't judge other kids or other young people because of race. Young people like diversity and generally play or associate with anyone who plays well with them. You don't care whether they're black, white. If you're looking for somebody to play with, somebody to have fun with, somebody to talk to, somebody to play video games with, Somebody to enjoy music with. Our sixty-generation youth started breaking down those barriers of race, religion, and ethnicity. Without the government prodding, interference. In fact, my generation was ahead of the curve of the government. There were still there was still a lot of racists in the government. In the federal government, in the 60s and 70s, and probably going into the 80s. They would, many of them would talk a good tune for the camera. But once the camera was off, you know, it was a whole different story. And a lot of what they tried to do, like Lyndon Johnson and his, um, uh, you know, all of his social reforms that he was Pushing was just for show and hoping to keep people, uh, at bay, if you will, try to stay ahead of social problems, thinking that, uh, the programs that they were instituting would, uh, would satisfy everybody and it would be enough. So my generation was ahead of that and knew better than that. So for liberal leaders and educators to now tell young minds that whitey is bad and that if you're white, you should be ashamed of your whiteness, well, that's messed up. Today's white youth are not responsible for the sins of their fathers, grandfathers, or great-grandfathers, and of course the same holds true for anyone, regardless of race or ethnicity. We are only responsible for our actions and what we have done in our own lives. But I also tell people, I am responsible for me, and to some degree, my children. And unless you know what, that we personally have wronged you, then back up and leave me alone. America is imperfect because humans are imperfect. That will never change, no matter how many courses you teach or how many people you put in jail, how many people you arrest. You can't dictate love, compassion, understanding, compromise, respect, all of those things that people have to have in order to coexist peacefully. That comes from a place in the human heart that no government mandate will ever touch. All right. That's it for that tonight. Um, Let me get this over here. All right. I appreciate you taking the time to um, listen, download this episode of Tristalk mini pod. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit that follow button, whatever media source that you're uh, listening to the show on. And if you were offended or want to comment on anything that I said tonight, please feel free to email me at tristalk69pts at gmail.com. And um, I'm going to do a little thing here to encourage anybody that listens to this podcast tonight or whatever night you're listening to it, uh, if you'll email me with some comments about the show, tonight's show, and just just tell me your impression of the show, what you thought about what, what I've talked about, uh, good, bad, and different. Um, I'm going to choose one lucky listener who emails comments about tonight's show you'll have a chance to receive a copy of Mark Levin's new book, the American or American Marxism. I'm sorry. Um, so, uh, just send me an email with comments about the show and, um, it doesn't, you don't even have to say that you don't have to suck up to me about it. You can, if you hated the show and you thought it was all wrong and a waste of time, then you can tell me that as well. Uh, I am not necessarily going to pick, um, a winner that just says nice stuff. I'm going to look for somebody who is just honest and gives constructive criticism about the show or, you know, a little pat on the back would be all right too, but please make your comments constructive, not just say, Oh, I hated the show. Tell me what you didn't like about it. Tell me what I could have done to make it more interesting for you. So whoever, be sure and send that, uh, those comments to tristalk69pts at gmail.com. And if you're somebody that doesn't want anybody on a podcast, knowing what your real email is, you can always create an email that you don't use normally. Uh, Most, most services, uh, I think I can have three on Google, I believe three or four emails on Google. So, um, you can create an email just so you can enter, uh, this little mini contest, if you will. Uh, all right. So I found my closing song on Twitter yesterday. I was, I'm, I'm on Twitter quite a bit and I try to comment a fair amount, but, um, but this this closing song that I found is 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 so neat. I, I wish I could provide a better audio sound for you to hear how beautiful it is. But I encourage you, if you're listening to the show, to go on to Twitter after the show and check out the video of this uh, of this artist uh, doing this song. And it's a patriotic song. You should be able to find it at Pappy P A P I. Trumpo, T-R-U-M-P-O, it's also, was it, I-L Donaldo Trumpo, (laughs) somebody, I've seen them uh, tweet a lot, so it's at P-A-P-I-T-R-U-M-P-O, and you should be able to find this video of this young lady singing this song. Uh, If you're a patriot, I encourage you to check it out, I think you'll be inspired by um, by what you hear, which I think is a bonus. Oh, <laughs> and it's certainly going to piss the liberals off because they're not going to want you to uh, enjoy something like this. All right, let me, I got to bear with me here. I got to find it. It's uh, several down here on the. Oh my goodness, further down than I thought it was. Nah, it wasn't that far down. Golly. Sorry about that. Oop, oop, here it is. Okay. Uh I'm gonna play it in its entirety. So uh but you don't have to listen to the whole thing if you gotta go. It's about two minutes long, but I encourage you to go to Twitter and uh watch the video of this young lady singing this beautiful song. So until next time, stay safe, everybody.
1: Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we at the twilight's last gleaming still there, oh say does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land